This is Stick to Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. Welcome to the Stick to Sports Podcast, the podcast where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Logan. Logan, this is the a next day. We've actually fast forwarded in time, but yeah. we just happen to be wearing the same thing that we were wearing when we recorded our last podcast. Right. And we're just, you know, hey. Trick. It's an editing trick. It's an edit, a little editing trick. They don't teach you that in Hollywood school. No, you know, it's, a, it's too, you know, a little green screen action. A little work. green screen. CGI work. Exactly. Don't, tales of the industry. Secrets of the industry. You, you we gotta, the if, you, if you don't know, you don't know. Logan, the yeah. NFC South. Right. Um, a division two years ago, which was, was the, uh, well, not two years ago, a couple years ago, I considered it to be the best in football. Mm-hmm. How quickly did it change? Has it changed? Um, this division features a lot of new faces um, and a face that needs to leave football. I appreciate him while he's still here. I'm appreciating him. I just, geez. We, I did I did my appreciating and I was I I moved on and then he decided never mind you know I hit my kids yeah back. I was gonna say he realized he could not stand his family and then like, he had to pick his kid up from school one time he's like not for me dog. he's like Giselle you could do this um but Logan let's start with the Atlanta Hawks Trey Young quarterback let's start with the Atlanta Falcons that's on me that's on me. Yeah, Atlanta Falcons with new coach Arthur Smith did exactly what we said they were going to do: maximize everything that they had to as and get as many wins as they didn't need to. Um, they finished seven and ten, um, a bottom five offense and a bottom five defense. But you wouldn't know it, but um, by certain things, um, Matt Ryan in his last season with Atlanta had almost four thousand yards, but didn't have the touchdowns to go with it, mainly because he was going to. Plumbers out there, <clears throat> and Kyle Pitts. No offense to Kyle Pitts. I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect him like that. Um, Calvin Ridley was injured most of the year, and is now not even going to play again because his of his crippling gambling addiction. J.K. He doesn't have a gambling addiction. He just gambled, and Literally. now he's not playing. Fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had no running back, but. They did have a freak of nature in Cordero Patterson. Um, and Logan, their defense was just one of the, I, it's just, I don't even know how to really talk about their defense. How would you, outside of a couple players, how would you characterize last year for the Atlanta Falcons? I would definitely say that they exceeded expectations. I don't think a lot of people had this team with winning seven games going into the season. I, I feel a lot of people had this as a bottom dweller, um, three to four wins with this roster because this isn't a very talented roster or it wasn't a very talented roster. But like you said, Arthur Smith, he maximizes his players and he came in and he squeezed every ounce of talent out of them and got them to seven wins, which I, I think is what's surprising to most people. Um, and I like Arthur Smith. I think he was one of the, not maybe the best, one of the best head coaching hires of last, last year. And, um, you know, he comes from that once again, the Shanahan McVay tree and the floor. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so it's just, 
same good old offense, that play action heavy. Um, but what I really like about Arthur Smith and his offense is how he leans into this like positionless player. Yeah. You have Cordero Patterson, who's a wide receiver playing running back. You have Kyle Pitts, who's basically a glorified wide receiver. He is essentially, he's what Evan Ingram thinks he is. And then you have Drake London, who you draft, who's a wide receiver who can play tight end. Basically he has the build for it. So I like how he uses his offensive pieces. And I think that was a big part of why they overachieved last season. Now the defensive coaching isn't very good and it showed last year. And I think it's going to show again because this team could not get after the quarterback to save their life. They couldn't. It was pretty bad. So we'll talk about the, the upgrades that they made to their defense later, but uh, it definitely, to sum it all up, I would say they exceeded expectations last year. Oh, 100%. And let's talk about what they did in the offseason. In the offseason, obviously, well, the draft first, let's talk about it. The draft was very interesting. Drake London, the first wide receiver taken off the board. We thought the Falcons would go um, receiver. I didn't know if we thought it was going to be Drake London. Drake London, we were obviously very high on, but for the last couple of years. I think that... I, I think we both kind of assumed that Garrett Wilson and maybe Jamison Williams would be off the board first. Because, you know, Drake London is good. He's a big guy and with actually really good route running for such a big guy, but he is kind of slow. Yes. He didn't run a 40. And I think there was a reason. Because if he were <laughs> ran, I, I think he would have been like 4'6", four, 4'7". Four, because he's not very fast. It just in an open field. So... Yeah, yeah. That's something they're going to have to work around. But I think Arthur Smith can use him creatively enough to maximize his talent. I agree with that. Great maximizer, if you will. They um they also get Arnold Zambedeke from our our school. Our stud. <laughs> what a fucking pick. Oh, my God. In the, they got him in the second round, right? Yes, they got him in the second. Early He's second. A fir- he was a first-round talent. Yes. Oh. Um, then they get Ritter. Desmond Ritter at, in the third round. A good... QB for the future. D'Angelo Malone, underrated outside linebacker in the third round. Tyler um, Allager out of BYU also, too, was very underrated. So I like their draft a lot, actually. It was sound. It was sound. It, it, it wasn't that bad of a draft. And it was the draft of a team that's definitely rebuilding. This team um, anywhere they can put it. So Honestly. After... And they got Troy Anderson, the linebacker. Yeah. After losing Matt Ryan, Dante Fowler, Hayden Hurst, and Jerron Harmon in the offseason, they also added Marcus Mariota, re-signed Cordero Patterson, added playoff Damian, added uh, Isaiah Oliver, and took Brian Edwards. Um, this wasn't a bad offseason for them, especially because I think now it's truly, this is a rebuild. This is a rebuild, Yes, I think. Um, it was, you know, see what you have, but the, at this point, the talent is, was, is just, just that just sparse so you have to rebuild no matter what there's there's not a lot of franchise cornerstones i can point to no but does that doesn't mean there isn't any high-end talent on this team there is some but like i can probably count on one hand players they're like we're going to be integral parts of this team in the future no i feel you so let's start with the qb already after the first day of camp marcus Mariota has been named the starting quarterback for the falcons 
I'm not mad at it. Marcus Mariota definitely he gets a second chance at a starting job in the NFL. Um, he was a very good backup for them. Um, and I'm okay because Desmond Ritter, I don't think, was ready to start immediately. And I don't know what their plan is. What I mean, okay, it's not. I'm not saying that this is a high end. They don't need really a high end QB. They're not paying a QB a lot of money right now, so it doesn't really matter who they have under um, under center. But Marcus Mariota, hey, see what you have with him. He's probably nothing more than a backup. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't. But, I, I don't think. I don't. I didn't see him as a high end starter in the NFL either. He's a. I would say he's probably towards the lower end. Of course. In terms of starters, maybe this is his like Ryan Tannehill redemption. Like, and he comes back and he plays well, but I don't really foresee that happening. I think they have to play Ritter at some point, though. They, they probably will. He's a guy with some upside. But, like, next year's QB class is really good. So That's what I mean. They don't have, have to see what you have in him in case you want to draft a quarterback next year. Desmond Ritter, he's he's a solid player. I don't know how high is, I don't know if he has that, like, it factor that, like, the great quarterbacks have. Um, I think his ceiling is like the Derek Carr line. Yes. <laughs> High-end high ceiling is a Derek Carr line. Um, but, yeah, he's not going to be a starter right away. I think that's for the best. Uh, I think they should see what they have, admit, ha- have in him at some point. But for now, Marcus Mario is a starter. I think he's, he's serviceable, but nothing special. So I'm not really excited about the situation it's it's and you don't have to be it's not you're coming off of a nearly a call of famer probably in matt ryan matt ryan so <laughs> i said that's why i said probably let's talk about the weapons let's talk about the weapons they have obviously Cadero patterson dame adding team damien williams and tyler alligator also in the backfield pick london's algier my fault um Drake London, wide receiver one immediately, um, but that's not necessarily the receiving target number one. Um, yeah. You still have Kyle Pitts, who had the best rookie tight end season of all time, um, calling in a thousand yards last year with only one touchdown. Which <sighs> such an overblown thing. I'm no, kidding. I know. I, I I have seen. I obviously know, but this is ca- just, no, just, just. This isn't you. It's such a casual take. Well, well, first off, I'm not saying it's. It's. I'm I know, not saying. I said- this isn't directed towards you. I just oh. see how many people like it's such a casual take to be like, oh, you he has no touchdowns on American Squill. Like, shut the fuck up. That's hilarious. That's actually hilarious. Um, shut up. So many targets though. So many targets. He's going to be. I think he's going to be just like that in terms of a volume guy. Yeah, I, th- I think your top guys, your top three guys are going to be Cordero Patterson, who I don't really see as a running back because he's not good as a pure running back. Well, he's not a running back. He is classified as a running back, though. Well, I think, but he's not, he's not a running back. He's a, he's a running back on that chart. And when he was selected to the Pro Bowl, I'm pretty sure he was a running back. But yeah, he's obviously he's better as a wide receiver. Uh, playoff Damien, the rightful Super Bowl MVP, is here. Yeah. He's a yeah. solid backup. I'm I'm genuinely excited about Tyler Algier though, um, because he's probably your best like pure running back. Pure running back. Yeah. So 
because there's not a lot of guys. No Edo Smith here anymore. No Mike Davis to um to be that running back. So he might be a solid, solid player next year. The wide receiver Drake London. Yeah, we talked. I talked about him. They're gonna have to utilize him right because he is kind of slow. But if they can use him as like a tight end, big slot receiver, sort of like Alan Lazard, but better. I think he can work. Brian Edwards, he's athletic, but he's more of a wide receiver four, playing as a wide receiver two. Olamide, is I think he could be okay. I think Arthur Smith could find a way to use him as a gadget player. And then Auden Tate is slow as fuck. And like, it's a good thing they went and got Brian Edwards because yeah. if Drake London and Auden Tate were your like, Two of your top three receivers, you would have had the slowest receiving core in the league. They're both so slow. Uh, but then Kyle Pitts, who I'm so high on, uh, and I think he's going to be phenomenal next year. He kind of played all over the place. He split 33-33 as an outside receiver, slot receiver, and a tight end. So he can p- kind of line up wherever because he's an athletic freak. So I'm just – I'm just excited to see him, and he. I'm. I will draft him in fantasy. I'm so high on him because <laughs> I do not give a shit if he caught one touchdown last year. He I don't care either. The touchdowns will come. He is great, and I think he's the number one option here, and then probably Patterson or London. So, if you look at it that way, the weapons aren't that bad. Yeah. Um. Receiver wise, it's me. If you look at O line, the O line is trash. Ooh, such a, such a. Jake Matthews is good. He's good. And K- and Chris Lindstrom is good. Yeah. But Jalen Mayfield is probably the worst starting guard in the league. He's actually terrible. He needs to develop a lot. Matt Hennessy needs to develop and pass yeah. protection because he's bad. Caleb McGarry's fine. He's nothing special though. It's not terrible. I don't think it's like trash. I, I think, think it's bottom bottom half of the league. It's fine, but it has a huge, huge gaping liability <laughs> at left. And I think he's gonna drag this unit down a ton. He's I, I don't even know how he's starting. I don't he's awful. Because they don't really have much depth either. I know, but like if he doesn't develop an ounce. He's going to be like a turner style. Um, let's talk about their defense. Their defense also has a couple good pieces, but a lot of it is like, huh. Ooh. I just feel so bad for Grady Jarrett, to be honest with you. He's so good. And... Derek Tangelo got signed somewhere? Well, it's the Falcons, bro. They need the depth. They need That's the players. They need the bodies. I feel so bad for Grady Jarrett because when you look at this team and their pass rush, it's a joke. It really is. It was a joke last year, and it's it's, it's a bit better, but it's still kind of it's bottom tier. Um, Grady Jarrett, a star. He did have a down year last year, but he was playing with a bunch of bums. So what did he want him to do? Yeah, I mean, and they want. I think they're going to have a better key start immediately. Deion Jones is still there as well, and then Lorenzo Carter who kind of didn't really do much in New York, but he gets a second chance and maybe he develops. Marlon Davidson's kind of, um, 
You want to hear some pass rushing snaps for him? 156 snaps. <laughs> Four pressures. Jeez. That was his rookie season. Last year, 95 snaps. Zero pressures. They benched him, I think. What? Bust? Question mark? This <laughs> interior is so bad. It's really bad. It's actually... Anthony Rush. Don't talk to me about Anthony Rush. That no-name... Okay. Take on Graham. Yuck. But you know, why don't they bar in Derek Tangelo? <laughs> they need they need a body in there, bro. I, I, I'll tell you this. Back. I'll tell you this from first hand experience. Derek Tangelo's work ethic is disgusting. Especially bad or just okay. Well <laughs> then okay. So a Grady Jarrett and nothing else. And then Arnold is probably your second best pass rusher now. Yeah. Lorenzo Carter can hope maybe he can hopefully be better, but this is terrible. And then D'Angelo Malone, he's a bit undersized, but hopefully he can do something. We were high on him. Yeah, we were. Linebackers, deep position group right here. Yeah, very. Oh, Nick Kuyatoski is here. Oh, get him out of here. I want Michael Walker to play. I want Michael Walker to play. He's such. He's got the. He showed these flashes last year. He just needs the chance to prove it. But you got Deion Jones, who is on the pup list. I don't know what's up with him. I thought he was gonna get cut. To be honest with you, I thought so too as well. I, I'm surprised he's still like he was. He's at camp. The the secondary also has some very high some key people. I, I'm I'm excited to see AJ Terrell, Great. top yeah, five man. corner oh, by the end of the year. By the end of the year, top five. Court. What a snub by the All Pro selection. Yes, Casey Hayward's here too as well. You know what? I'm gonna say something that you probably think I'm not gonna say. He's been good. Who are you? And what have you done with Logan? He's been good everywhere he's been, and I was wrong to assume that he's bad because he's old. Now he is old, so he could miss time, which is the problem I have with this corner room. Is if he does get hurt, it's thin as hell. Yeah, exactly. But these two starting, that's a good duo right there. That's a that's a top 15 duo. I'm excited to see Jalen Hawkins also as well. Him and Richie Grant, I, I just saw today in training camp. They're the starters. Um, so that's good. They're two young. Yeah, I'm, I'm this close. This close to either getting an AJ, AJ Terrell or Richie Grant jersey. Uh, AJ Terrell is where it's at, bro. This, I'm this close. Richie Grant Holy is one of fucking ugly. <laughs> Where did Asia Terrell go to school? Louisville? He, ah. What, you know what that is? ACC defensive back. Yeah. Jalen Hawkins sounds like he went to Which, I thought Richard went to UCF. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking of Andre Cisco. Yeah, Andre Cisco. Yeah. But um, Richie Grant and Jalen Hawkins were starting in camp today. So we're the first team in camp. So, you know, play the young guys. See what you have. Isaiah Oliver. They re-signed him, and he's coming off an injury. But he was—he's a young corner, and he was—he played actually well in the slot before he got hurt. So, my only problem is here: one, you got two young safeties, and you got—they have to develop. And two, yeah, this corner, this corner room is hella, uh, and it's not deep at all. Hey, I'm telling you right now, if they really just need to make sure that no injuries happen. To any doesn't position group either. Huh? I said, doesn't anyone want that? Yeah, that's true. But, but also, this is, this is clearly a rebuild. 
the defense needs work. It, it, it's going to be a, a process. You, you, all, all they really need to do is find pieces that, that are like cornerstones. I will say that, but however, I will say their over under is not, not. If they don't give them any favors, in fact, it's kind of it stands at four and a half. It's the tied for the lowest over under right now. I, I'm gonna give them five wins. They, I mean, they have a hard schedule. They do play the AFC North. They do. They play the NFC West, and they play the Saints and the Bucks twice. You're not gonna talk me out of this. I have them winning four to five games. I think, <laughs> I think the Seahawks is a winnable game. The Browns are is in week four. Deshaun Watson is probably going to be suspended. That's a winnable game. Panthers twice. That's two winnable games there. The Bears. Maybe the Commanders. That's five or six. So that's like high end. So I'm, I'm going to go four to five. Okay. I see people I picking two. Come on, man. I don't this think is the team that won seven games last year with Smith can, no, no pass rush. Arthur Smith is a way better coach than that. He, like, he was my favorite hire from last year. I know. So I'm going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and say he's not getting two wins and he's probably going to get four to five with a possibility of getting more. Yeah. This is a team that's probably um, – one of the teams that has probably experienced one of the worst downfalls since their peak. Um, I was talking about a team that half a, half a decade ago. Um, you could say that about the team we just talked about too. You could say that about the team we just talked about. They they you want to talk about a Super Bowl hangover? Jeez, uh, they, um, they're in a competition. Who can be the most? Who can, yeah. <laughs> who can fall off the worst after the Super Bowl? I think. However, I I, I think the. The Falcons super um fall off was more um expected. Uh, but the the Panthers one is a way more sad, especially if you want to talk about a uh tumultuous season. Last season was probably the most I don't know what they were doing. Uh this team also has the worst coach in the NFL. Making sure I'm right about this name. Yeah, no, the worst coach in the NFL. If you want to argue like some of these first year head coaches, but like I trust Lovey Smith over him. Well, first off, I think I'm gonna call him the worst coach in the NFL because outside of Urban Meyer, we were so sure that Matt Rule would be fired. Yeah, I would say he's probably he's down there because he did. Joe Brady last the full season in the NFL. Oh, he got fired mid season. Um, I mean, he's still he's, in the NFL as the passing game coordinator. He's a scapegoat. What a scapegoat! How? How did they scapegoat? Literally, one of I, I, in my opinion, people thought Joe Brady would be getting head coaching positions, and all of a sudden, he's gets Matt Rule says he's the reason we're losing. It's such a such a scapegoat. And then what do they do? They bring in Ben McAdoo. What a anyway. Do they do they also fire um their DC or no? No, they bring back Phil Snow. He's a DC. Okay. And he's actually he was a lone bright spot on this team because their defense. Yeah, they had a defense. They were like, I it was I, it was good last year. So the NFL. He's the lone bright spot. Um, let's talk about actually, this. 
he was actually been with Matt Rule for a while, and he was when Baylor won the uh, Baylor won the I think the Sugar Bowl. They went to the Sugar Bowl and won the Big Twelve. They had like a pretty good defense over Big Twelve standards. He was the defensive coordinator, so he's he's coached some good defenses. But but Matt Ra- Matt Rule, <laughs> I think he goes into the season like if he I don't think if he starts struggling, I don't think he last past the bye week. He is um, sitting on top of a volcano right now. Yes. But let's talk about this team. Let's talk about this team last year. They go 5-12, and 12, finish last in the AFC North with a revolving door at quarterback. And not even a revolving door. One of the most confusing doors I've ever seen. Um, in fact, only one of their quarterbacks had a winning record. Who was it? It was P.J. Walker. That's right, it was. Who went, legend P.J. Walker. Who went 1-0. and 0, who had one touchdown and three interceptions. The guy that they brought back that said, I'm back, who basically looked like the, the Patriots were afraid of him in starting Mac Jones, came and went 0-5 and, and had a terrible... He, um, he wasn't good. He was not good at all. Then the guy that they traded for, sorry, guys, the, the guy that they traded for picked up his, his fifth-year option um, haphazardly, who started off okay, not even well, okay. Because Christian McCaffrey was terrible. Yeah, because Christian McCaffrey wasn't hurt. Also played terribly. Logan, last year, give me, give me just the gist of last year. Uh, what a start. What a start. <laughs> really, really, a lot of reactionary takes we're going to throw so, around. So many reactions. me included. It was- uh, People thought Sam Darnold. Oh, so you thought I was hating. You thought I was hating. You were like, "No, you're just a bitter Jets fan. That's all you are." And you know what? I what the, being a bitter Jets fan has given me, Logan, ability to see through the bullshit that some of these NFL teams have put out there. Okay, continue. Anyway, Sam Darnold. We thought he turned the corner. A new page had been turned. He would be great once again, but no, Chris McCaffrey got hurt. Sam Darnold. Went down the toilet. Sucked. <laughs> sucked. Underrated. Under understatement. Um, and you know, they just fell apart. They went like what two and twelve the rest of the season. Yeah. Picked four fifth, fifth in the draft, sixth in the draft. Not a good season. Whole lot of whole lot of ups and downs. No ups and downs. Just downs. Just downs. But Sam Darnold and McCaffrey getting hurt again. Just not a good year for them. Um, so you know, what they gotta they had to solve this quarterback position going into the offseason. And you know, they they did <laughs> they did their best. They did their best. Let's talk about the draft. First off, they had a very up and down draft for me. Um getting a Kamakonu at NC State. A plus pick. A plus pick. Matt Corral in the third round. It's it's where you want to get him. Exactly. And then Brandon Smith. No, don't even. Don't even. Don't, don't. You want to talk about an athletic freak who has no idea what he's doing on a football field? Look at Brandon Smith. Go watch Brandon Smith play. Brandon Smith is probably one of the most, in terms of athleticism and in terms of just a build for a linebacker. A plus. Four, 250, 
just an athletic specimen. Yeah, yeah. It, it sucks that he doesn't know what to how to play football. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> at all. Like so, he shift coverage. He just runs. He just runs at whoever has the ball. He allowed a seventy-five percent completion rate as the primary defender in coverage. Last I, know he's your bo- I know he's your boy, but I, I he does not have a technique on taking blocks. He has no idea how to tackle. No idea what's going on. And that will be exposed. He's not going to play. He's not going to be on the field much, if if at all. Probably like. If someone goes down, but he's not going to play much. <laughs> he's a complete liability. He should have stayed one more year. He should have, because he does not know what he's doing. Amari Barno is a guy that also needs to develop a lot. I like Kalen Barnes. I like Kalen Barnes a lot, I think, actually. Jesus. I don't know. The draft was kind of like one good pick, and then after that. that that's what I mean. It was like it had high, but a, lo- a lot of lows. Like Matt Corral could be nice, but after that, it's just like yeah, whatever. Um, so, I don't know. well, in the off season, they lost Stephon Gilmore, who I remember when they made that trade. I was like, this is a, a team that's ready to go all in right now. True, and he had a good year last year. He, he did. Good. They lost Hassan Reddick, who said maybe it's not the Temple tough coach I need to go to, but I want to, I need to go closer to Temple's. Went back to Philly. They lost Trent Scott and lost Jermaine Carter. They mm-hmm. added Austin Corbett, Deontay Foreman, Xavier Woods, and Corey Livingston. And Mr. Baker Mayfield. Oh, well, yeah. I was, gonna, I was getting to that. Oh. Um, and the big trade they made was adding Baker Mayfield into this QB room. They now have two of the top three picks. In the or was I think Darnold was the second pick that year. No, Darnold was the third pick. Okay, then they add because Saquon was the second pick. How was that draft? I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, it was that draft? Jeez. Anyway, had the fourth pick and they took Denzel Ward. Yeah, that's right. So Baker and Sam, they have two of the top three QBs from that draft, plus Matt Corral, plus PJ Walker. This, this, this. This QB room is disgusting and already in camp. It's a battle. Baker is apparently losing the battle. Already. Is he, who says this? I think Baker, uh, Panthers reporters. I, I follow camp, every camp very closely. I'm sure the Panthers quarterbacks are, uh, I'm sure Sam Darnold is throwing splendidly behind no pressure. No, he. <laughs> I think both of them are. I think Baker's a better QB than Sam. Yeah, and I don't think it's close. This, this really shouldn't be a conversation. PJ Walker is—he's an XFL level guy. I'm sorry, I love him to death, but he's an XFL level guy. Matt Corral needs to learn how to run an NFL offense because all he did at Ole Miss was run RPOs. But he has a lot of potential. He has a good arm. He has a good quick release. He just needs to sit. And that's fine. Sam Darnold is a lost cause at this point. And if he starts next year, then I I know for sure that the Panthers have no idea what they're doing. Because <laughs> Baker Mayfield, while I have ragged on him in the past, he elevates this team to higher than they should be. If they went in the season with Sam Darnold, I'm saying I said sub six wins. With with Baker, he elevates them to a fringe playoff team. 
because with the weapons around him and the improvements on the offensive line, he is good enough when healthy to regain that form from, was it two years ago? One year yes. Two years ago? It's possible. So it, this shouldn't be a battle. Sam Darnold has shown nothing to me to prove that he should be a starter in this league anymore. He's so bad when faced with pressure, and he makes the dumbest throws I've ever seen. So I don't – this should be a no-brainer to them. This really, really should. So if, if Sam Darnold wins his job uh, – I either question the coaching staff or something seriously wrong with Baker. So their weapons, on the other hand, that wide receiver room. I mean, that running back room, first off, is not bad when healthy. Yeah, McCaffrey is the best receiving back in the league when healthy. He he's literally great route running, um, great after the catch. He's super fast. But he has struggled to stay healthy. He hasn't played a full season in what, like two years, three years? It's been a, it's, I don't, I don't it's think. Been a minute. It's been a minute. But when he's on the field, this offense is 100% different. We saw it last year. It completely changed after he went down. Um, he's basically your number one, number two option. Chuba Hubbard filled in nicely for McCaffrey. He, he was a good backup. And I think they could lean into that one, two, uh, that not split backfield, but Hubbard more as a rusher, McCaffrey more as a receiver, utilize both of them heavily. The wide receiver group, it's not Moore, bad. It's not bad. I, I, I might disagree with you there. Okay. But DJ Moore, he's a star receiver. I like him a lot. Um, he did. He didn't really suffer last year. Even with this poor quarterback plan, which sure earned him the extension. Yeah. Robbie Anderson, if you look at him as your third weapon after McCaffrey and DJ Moore, is fine, but he was pretty shit last year. Um, but he was a yeah. vertical threat playing with Sam Darnold. So what do you want from him? It's not his fault, really. Uh, so you'd like to see him do better, even though he didn't want Baker Mayfield. <laughs> After that, it drops off, though. It does. Terrence Marshall Jr., we still don't know what he is. I like the addition of Rashad Higgins. Hollywood Higgins. Um, I don't like that nickname. Um, Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas as tight ends are literally non-factors. why they re-signed Ian Thomas. He's like a borderline starter, and they like re-signed him for like pretty significant money, I think. Yeah, they did. Why? He's shown nothing to be like a game changer. You forgot about the best receiver, Shai Smith. Shai Smith is here? Yeah. Where? I don't see him. Oh, there he is. Is that how you spell Shai? Mm-hmm. But um, I wouldn't call this group of weapons elite because DJ Moore is a, he's a star. McCaffrey's elite when healthy. But there's a significant drop-off after those two guys to Robbie Anderson, and there's an even more significant drop-off after that. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm very high, but it's it's certainly an okay group. 
If McCaffrey can stay healthy, of course. One big if. This whole line has a couple good spots. Not bad. Ekem. He's a good, he's a great run, run blocker. We said that coming when he was coming out. But he does need to improve in pass protection. That was his that was his sort of criticism. And he has all the tools to do it. He just needs to do it. Um, Taylor Moten on the other side is a really good tackle. And then they sign Austin Corbett, who's a solid player. Bozeman, who's a solid center. I think the weak link here is Brady Christensen on the left guard or whoever they put at left guard because I, I don't really know who they would. Christensen's not that good at guard. I don't know who they would plug in. I don't know what, how good is their depth. But it's not, it's not a terrible offensive line. It's certainly like middle middling mid pack yeah pack it's the top it's the top of the bottom half it's better than it was and it certainly can get better but yeah it's it's an okay offense it's fine you can win some games this defense though why do you say that's a bad thing because this is a team that went through no I'm not saying it's a bad thing but it just, I love the def- they, they actually went through the defensive rebuild. Mm-hmm. They did. And I, I love it. Um, I, I like the, uh, the D-line. The D-line is great because you have Brian Burns who's been great. Derek Brown has also been great. Adding Matt Ioannidis. Um, Yader, you hope, takes a step forward. He needs to take a step forward, actually. Like, if he doesn't, he's out. I'm well, he, was he a... Either early second round or for late first he, round. He was an early second, I think. Um, last year, Morgan Fox and Hassan Reddick ate into his snaps, but this is a big year for him to show that he can be a number two pass rusher. Um, um, but if this, if he can grow, and these guys stay healthy, this is like a top ten to twelve defensive line. Yeah, and then you have Shaq Thompson, who um, put, it wasn't always healthy last year, but is. Everywhere on that, um, solid. He's a really solid starter. And then you go to the linebacker, the linebacker group. Um, Damian Wilson. You love him. He's literally shit, and I don't love him anymore. Oh, I'm watching football for real. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's actually shit in coverage. He's literal garbage. But he's okay in run defense, so I guess that's that. Yeah. And um, Frankie Vu. I think he will function as that like Hassan Reddick role. Yeah, and they're good. They're losing a lot. Plays on the line a little bit, plays back in coverage a little bit. He kind of like puts them all over the place. Um, and then you know, Brendan Smith, but he's uh, I mean Corey Littleton, you didn't say what you thought of that. Corey Littleton, that's a, a veteran. That's good. I like that. Um I think I would put him on the field over Damian Wilson, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think, I think he does, but it depends on who run him. Right. It's a it's an okay group. And I like the coaching staff for the defensive side, so I think they can utilize them well. Uh, jumping over to the secondary. <sighs> Dante Jackson's good as a number two corner, I think. Ideally, you would run J.C. Horn who is coming off that injury to be that number one guy. Yeah. I think he can, I'm excited to see him if he like can be that. 
I didn't play a full season because when did he get injured in like what week three? He got injured very early. But also the thing is too with this um with this secondary, you have a lot of pieces here that like you I really want to see CJ Henderson like um he, he needs to jump. He needs to take a jump. He needs to jump. He needs to take a jump, especially the trade. Like a big um, jump. Get it get by trade. Uh, I like Kenny Robinson. Jeremy Chin obviously is it's good. Oh, he can, he can, huh? I said I forgot Kenny Robinson was here. Yeah, and then you have uh, Jeremy Chin, who I think if he he can still ascending, he's still young, and I think he can. But he was our defensive rookie of the year pick a couple of years ago. Um, he can he can continue ascending. He's been solid. Um, and Xavier Woods, he's a solid guy. Uh, he solid starter, nothing special, but he's good. He's veteran present. So, secondary, really looking for J.C. Horn to come back and play well. C.J. Henderson, he needs to show something, or he's going to be a bust. Yeah. Um, but I like the defense a lot. So, it's it, it's 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 and again, this was the one of the bigger, their better things last year. So I, I expect it to be good, if not better. Mm-hmm. And then they have Johnny Hecker. So, God, no. That's Matt Ariza. The San Diego State guy? Yeah. Oh, God. He's great. He's so awesome. Logan, their over-under next year sits at six and a half. Interesting. Wait, I think it only raised by half a win with Baker Mayfield being added? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Go ahead. What do you have? I have about six to seven wins next year. Yeah. I'm, I think six and a half is insulting with Baker being added. I think he gets into something. What is happening with you and Baker? I no, I don't think like I still don't like him, but for them to only add a half a win to go from Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield is ridiculous. Like he's right. better than that. He gets he gets you more than a half a win. Yeah. So I'm saying seven to eight. I think they can beat the Browns. The Giants. It's the fact that it's week one. It's just. Yeah. It's like last year was Sam Darnold versus the Jets week one. Now it's Baker Mayfield versus the Browns week one. But they got the Falcons twice. They got the Browns week one, the Giants, Seahawks, Steelers, the Cardinals, the Lions, all teams that I think they could beat. 78 wins is not, out of, is not out of reach. I think they could be on the cusp. Of that wild card spot, but I don't know. I guess I want to say I'm high on this team, but I think six to six and a half is not is not giving Baker enough credit. Okay, okay, I get that. Like, there's a significant gap between him and Sam Darnold. Like that needs to be acknowledged. I I know I don't like Baker, but their their gap needs to be like. Sam Donald, if he's starting, is last in the league as starting quarterback. Maybe with Drew Locke. Maybe he's, like, tied. But Baker Mayfield is towards the middle of the pack. Yeah. So, I guess I'm putting a bit more faith in that. So, 78. Maximization is a word that we use often on this podcast. And it usually goes to coaches that can get the most out of little things. It's probably the biggest compliment that we can give a coach here at the Six Sports Podcast. 
not all teams can max, not all coaches can maximize what they're given. And it really takes a great coach to do the most with what they've been given. Certain coaches that fit this mold include Mike Tomlin, Arthur Smith, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay. But probably none maximize more, and nobody is the blueprint, but legendary coach Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor? Sean Payton. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Taylor? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Uh, The legendary coach Sean Payton. Right. Sean Payton's retirement came out of nowhere for some, but um, it was expected for a lot. Sean Payton took a team that has, it was still reeling from the kind of damage that letting Drew Brees stay an extra year did um, to this team. They didn't really have a succession plan. so They was- did not have a succession plan, which is interesting. Steelers and the Saints are kind of the same in some, in some regards. Um, Ben's was, ben was more of a hostile, I'm staying. <laughs> First off, before we even finish, did you see what Ben said? No, what did he say? That he was like, he, he hated the fact that some people in the Steelers organization had a me-first attitude. Maybe, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. No, but I think it's just crazy that he's saying that. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, I think, and then Cam Hayward came out and said, what? Oh, Cam Hayward, I love you. Um, anyway, back to, back to the States. This team was 9-8 last year. And they had no, I want you to know they had no business going 98, Logan. They started out the season very, very well, going five and two, uh-huh. beating some very good teams, playoff teams um, on that way, including a huge win over the Bucks, 36 27. But in that win, the Packers. They also beat the Packers week one, which was cr- with the crazy. <laughs> it obliterated the Packers. It was actually like, it was it was it was wild. It's quite surprising. Um, and then Tampa Bay they beat very very convincingly as well. Um, and then they lost their starter quarterback at Jameis Winston, and proceeded to lose the next five games in a row. They got their act together again, um, week fourteen, winning four out of their last five games, including another beating of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which keeps happening it's in the regular. You just have their number. But the regular season, I don't understand. I really don't understand Vince it. Allen is a good, is a great defensive mind. He knows, he knows how to, he knows how to beat beat Brady. And well, they went, they shut them out. Like this happened like, anyway. But Dennis Allen is a new head coach. Last season, what did you see from the New Orleans Saints? Um, I saw Jameis Winston play quite well. Better than I expected. Um, changed my tune on him. I saw a team that, while deficient at quarterback, still you know was in in games. And you know I, yeah, Sean Bain's offensive mind, great. He's gone, but I said this in a in a TikTok when it first happened. I. It's not going to be as bad of a drop off as people think. Dennis Allen has been here. He's a great defensive mind. Yes. Pete Carmichael, the OC, has been here since 2009. Yeah. 
2009. So th- there's not a lot of turnover. And I think the transition will be as smooth as it, as it can be. So, yeah, you're letting Sean Payton, Hall of Fame coach, out of the building. But I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. And if Jameis can come back healthy, things are looking up for this. This season. was a top 10 defense last year. And before um, before Jameis went down, a very, very pro- productive offense as well. If Jameis would have stayed healthy, this team was making the playoffs. This team almost made the playoffs this right, year. Without him. Like. But, like, if he was fully healthy the entire season, they would have comfortably made the playoffs. I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. In that I think this is a 10-win team, 10-plus win team if Jameis is healthy. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Let me, let's talk about their draft. Let's talk about their draft. The Saints made a couple trades into the draft. Um, headed into the draft, moving up a couple spots, and leading a lot to believe, oh, they're going to go get a receiver. Mm. Right? And then Atlanta took Drake London. And it set the entire... <laughs> it set every team into a frenzy. Everyone freaked out, except for the Packers. Well, they the Packers were never taking a receiver. I know, they didn't, they didn't care. Uh, they didn't it pulled, they pulled, everyone pulled the trigger on everything, and the Saints moved up to select Chris Olave. A move I was not expecting. Yeah, but I think he compliments Michael Thomas well. Two Ohio State guys, too, as well. Yeah, uh, he's a nice route runner, very quick. Um, I think he compliments Michael Thomas nicely. If he can, well, he is back, I think. Yeah, Michael Thomas is back. He's healthy, fully healthy. So, Trevor Penning. He's a guy. I'm not the highest on him. I I just I just, kind if, of an idiot sometimes. He's an idiot a lot of times, and he's an FCS guy, rookie starting at right tackle. Left. I just left tackle. Ryan Ramchick. Ryan Ramchick. I forgot. I not forgot. I forgot. I mixed them up. But um, he needs a lot of work. But I think he can get to his starting tackle. If this, if this, if the Saints see something in him, I'm not gonna. They do a pretty good job of developing linemen. They do, which is crazy. Um, we I miss Teron Armstead. Uh, they in the rest of the draft, the rest of their draft was was okay. Alante Taylor, another corner that's gonna just be what sixth or seventh on that. Team. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> he's no. not gonna play. Um, a lot of people thought they needed a quarterback in this draft. Nope. Which to which I say that at some point. What is the James disrespect going to stop? Stop. People are living in 2020. Um, so let's go into their, let's go into their, um, their weapon, their offseason moves this year. Uh, well, they add, they re-signed Jameis first off. They mm-hmm. added, they added Jarvis Landry. They added Taron Matthew. He comes home <sighs> and they say, they realized that maybe, Taysom Hill and Ian Book aren't viable backup QBs, and they go and add Andy Dalton. I think that's a good move right there. Um, they lose to an Armstead, Marcus Williams, Ty Montgomery, and Trevor Simeon. Marcus Williams is a huge loss, but we'll talk about what they did to combat that. Toronto Armstead is a huge loss. That is yeah, the one hole that they really didn't fix. As and well. if they think Trevor Penning is going to be 
a Tehran Armstead future. I don't, we'll see what happens. It's going to take some time. Probably. It's going to take some time. However, there are there are linemen we've seen that immediately come in and think. I don't. I don't think it's going to be Trevor Penning because he's stupid. But uh, no offense to Trevor Penning, I'm not going to talk. Jameis injured again. Yeah. Stop. Stop. I can't. Did you see him at the senior? I bowl? saw him at the senior bowl, but why would you say that? I'm just saying. Jeez, no, why I'm... the worst position he could have been in? Anyway, let's talk about their let's talk about their weapons at quarterback. So their quarterback room is Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Ian Book. Jameis Winston, when Jameis Winston isn't Jameis Winstoning, is a pretty viable quarterback. Yeah, when he throws the ball 15 to 20 times a game when they run the ball, he can do good things. He still has that arm talent, but you know, simplify it for him, and I think he can uh, be a good starter. Um, and you win, win you some games. I do think he's like limited in a sense. I don't think he's gonna be like top ten quarterback level, but he can win you games. He can win you games, yeah. So I mean, with this roster around, it's it's fairly solid. I think he can he can do good enough, and he did do good enough before he got injured last year. Avocado, uh, you know, we're waiting to see it. I don't think it's a thing. I Suspension? really don't think. I don't think he I gets think suspended. It's beginning of August, he has a court date. I don't know what the deal is with that. I feel like we would have. I feel like we've heard more about this if it was going to be something. His court date is um. Because at the end of the day, it's. I think it's just battery. Yeah, I don't know. I've just battery. That's nice. <laughs> I, I only, think only battery. Only battery. You know, it's not that bad. Um, sorry, I'm trying to look. I think it's August eighth. August eighth is course. Okay, we'll see what happens with that. Um, oh, it's August first. Okay, so this weekend we'll figure out shortly. So if he's on the field, great. He's a great weapon, and they, they need him on the field. If he's suspended for like let's say three to four games, Mark Ingram's okay. I think who they have. Um, who the fuck is their backup backup running back? Tony Jones Jr. Tony Jones. Okay, Abram Smith. Who they got from Baylor? It's they can hold it on the four four weeks. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, um, and then receiver. Ooh. Well, first off, let me talk. Let's talk, let me talk to you about their wide receiver. Talk to me about it. Logan, 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 Logan. How you feeling? So excited! I see Last you. year, the wide receiver room consisted of um, M. Cal, Marcus okay. Callaway. Now we're calling him now. No, Callaway season always. It's always will be Callaway season. Chaquan Smith, Deontay Harris, now Deontay Hardy. Little John Humphrey. And Ty Montgomery. And Kevin White. And Kevin White. That was what it consisted of. And mm-hmm. that that unit nearly made the playoffs. Ugh, disgusting. That unit was top 10 in terms of um because the, this was a top 10 passing attempt, top 10 passing attempt rate. Um that unit was dead last in receiving yards, but still we they Threw the if that's one thing the Saints did last year they threw the ball, right? Mm. Um, actually no no they were a good they ran the ball a lot, 
Oh, really? I, I yeah. tried to run the ball throughout 15 to 20 times. But they were 11th. They were 11th. Game plan. They were 11th in touchdowns and 11th in interceptions. That's interesting. The Browns' game plan is what they should use here. But this team was still – this is still a unit, a receiving unit. And also, I guess I, – I keep talking about the receiving unit. I forget they their quarterback play took a dip towards the end of the year because at the, after um, Jameis Winston got injured. So I'm not going to – but still, this, that, this was the receiving core that almost made the playoffs. You now add former Offensive Player of the Year. We'll see what he is. Hope I'm hoping for 75 percent Mike Mike Thomas. And I think if we can get that, oh, and then you add Jarvis Landry, who still I think has juice in the tank. Yeah, as a slot receiver, absolutely. Then you add Chris Olave, mm. who's uh as a wide receiver three. I would, I would even say two. To two, but yeah, but he's he's the receiver three, and then Callaway is still defense. Um, developing. Right, he goes from your wide receiver one to your wide receiver four, which is realistically his best, the best spot for him. And this wide receiver room goes from like bottom of the league to top fifteen. And then their tight end room is very deep as well. Adam Chapman's still there. Taysom Hill is now officially a officially a tight end. It's just like a money laundering scheme. At this point. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm convinced that is what his contract is. I'm tired of Taysom Hill. Um, Nick Vanette there, and then Jawan Johnson. Jeez, because he really blew up last year. Now he's there, like tight end four. But who's, who's the biggest contract scammer in the league? Kirk Cousins or Taysom Hill? Well, Kirk Cousins' entire contract is fully guaranteed. I know so. it's Kirk Cousins, and he's managed to get two franchise tags and a fully guaranteed contract. Like his agent deserves to be in the Hall of Fame of agents, and Taysom Hill. Well, first off, remember we we they went into the season with like ninety nine million under over the cap or something. Like he's got a money laundering contract. Okay, we're just like does the does cap space really exist, Logan? It does. This is gonna bite them in the ass in like four years. They're just pushing all their money down the road. Well, his thing if they if you if they retire if they retire do, do they still have to pay that? I'm pretty sure, or it's like a dead cap hit. Like the Ram, this is what the Rams are doing. They're paying all these guys, but in two to three years, the Rams are going to be in cap hell. Like it's, it's a gamble. A small place to play for salvation, right? Like so, it's it's pay the money now, worry about it later. It's pushing your problems down the road. I think for a team that feels like they could contend in a couple years, no, they should contend right now. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't, you can't. If the Saints believe this is a team that can get them to the playoffs and further, I'm okay with that. You rebuilding team should not do that. But this is not a rebuilding team. Right, I'm gonna yeah. say that right now. People are calling the Saints. They a lot of people are saying the Saints are going to be a rebuilding team this year. I don't think the Saints are a rebuilding team. I think they're a fringe playoff team or a or a playoff team, to be honest with you. If they play if well, let's talk about their O line. Their O line, Caesar Ruiz, geez, you need to you need to develop develop my friend. Um Andreas Pete is still there. He's really good. Is who's gonna start at the left tackle position? Is it gonna be James Hurst? Is it gonna be um Trevor Penning? Ryan Ramchick is there. Thank goodness. Great. I missed you. I Eric missed you so McCoy. much. Eric McCoy, you're great. Let's talk about that defense. 
Yeah. Yeah, say. You, you said this about I forget what defense uh, um for either this division or the NFC North. For the Packers. The starters. Once the st- the uh, starters, if they stay healthy, this is a great defense. I said about the Vikings. Yes, Cam Jordan, underratedly a top five edge rusher. I I I need I need you to understand no, what I understand, but I, no, I'm sorry. One of the okay, a top five underrated pass rusher. Oh, oh what the fuck is that? That's what I meant to say. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, he's probably one of the most underrated pass rushers in the NFL. Like, you will say, hey, who are the best pass rushers? And people will forget about Cameron Jordan. I'll see, I forget about him. Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Nick Bosa. Then some people say Joey Bosa. Some people That's say. I put Miles Garrett over TJ Watt. Some people say Joey, some Max Crosby. Khalil Mack, a healthy Daniel Hunter, Rashawn Gary. I would say then Cameron Jordan, Von Miller. How many was that? Nine, ten? Yeah, uh, but I'm saying, like, he, people will forget. I, I feel like he never gets talked enough about talked about. He enough. is getting older, and he did have a slightly down year last year, but that doesn't mean he's not deserving of that top 10 edge rusher label or top 15 edge rusher. It, in my opinion, if your down year is 12 and a half sacks and 22 QB hits, you are ass two forced fumbles, six backs of protections, 13 times. Well, I think, uh, hey, I'd like to have a down year too. Um, Marcus Davenport. He's on I'm the seeing, pup list. Huh? He's on the pup list. He's on the pup list. Hopefully he, he plays. I see, I'm seeing a little bit. I'm, he, he. I think he'll be a breakout candidate this year. As will Peyton Turner. Don't talk to me about Peyton Turner. Bro, what? Well, Peyton Turner didn't play last year, so. No breakout candidate. Boom, bam. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. The Canadian legend. Good for him. Great. I need to see a little more from him, too, as as a pass rusher. Okay. Okay, man. Pete Werner. Breakout candidate. He yeah. played really well last year. I don't know why you're getting so upset about that. No, he did play. He did play very well last year. He didn't do much in coverage or. What are you talking about? Pete Werner. He was fine. Anyway, Logan. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, and then Davis. Expert on the Saints or something. Like, <laughs> Demario Davis, one of the better middle linebackers in the NFL. Huh? He just. Top five, bro. Like literally top of the <laughs> top of the pyramid. And Zach and Bond. Zach Bond. Could develop him too. Yeah, and the thing is there's not a lot of depth with the linebackers, which also worries me. No. No, there's not. Which uh, and that's that's one of the few that's one of the few um places no, the, the two they the there's only one position group that has depth in with the Saints and the defense. Because their the defensive line, their front seven needs just unless everyone else on their team, Carl Granderson, Malcolm Roach. If you guys develop Eric Wilson, what are you looking like? You know, I'm not a lot of names I do not recognize. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> now let's talk about their secondary. Mm-hmm. The secondary makes you want to do things, Logan. 
Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> you disgust me. The secondary. And, why, and this makes you want to do things, but not the Packers secondary? The Packers secondary is really good. I, I, this is not only making me want to do things because, like, it's you a good secondary, but I'm also a Saints fan. You didn't have this reaction to the Ravens secondary. I did have this reaction to the Ravens. No, you, didn't say oh. this makes, you didn't say this Ravens secondary makes you want to do things. Like, I'm getting a really sexual energy from you here, and I don't like it. I don't like it's, it. This Raven, uh, this not Raven secondary, this Saints secondary, Logan. Logan, I'm, I'm looking at it good. I don't know if I want to cry. I don't know if I'm going to cry. This Talk to me about it. Let me know. How are you feeling? Paul said to Jabo, first off. He's such a stud. Is that a, is that a, is that an ACC defensive back? No, where did he go? Stanford. Stanford. Who am I thinking of? I do not know. Paul said David went to Stanford? Yes. I don't know who you're thinking of. I know who I'm thinking of, but I don't know who I'm thinking of. Okay, that makes no sense. No, like, I, I, okay, maybe I'll go back. I'll go, I'll, I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Paul said Debo, you're beautiful. You're great. So good. Marshawn Lattimore. So good. So great. First NFL jersey I ever got was Marshawn Lattimore, actually. It's a beautiful jersey that you have. You love my Saints jerseys. That color rush jersey is a thing of beauty. I want one. I don't um, know. I want one. The safety position. I and we, we would have been fine. We would have been fine. But we got better. Uh, first off, Terry and Matthew. Welcome home. Welcome home. It's good to have you here. Marcus. You're not even in Louisiana. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Marcus no. Bay. Hey. I'm not bad. I'm not. I'm not bad at you. You know, mm. you you have to leave New York sooner or later. You went to, you went to okay, good old place. Nola. Next best place. CJ Gardner Johnson, you are literally great. You're actually, I actually love CJ Gardner. Well, he can play as safety. He can play as like a nickel bang. Like he's he's, yeah, he's he's so fun to watch. So he's good. he's so fun to watch, and I love because he plays with the yellow gloves too. So I usually think everything's a flag. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's a he's a Florida guy. I love it. Dan, dirty Dan. Hi, whatever. Get out of here. <laughs> he um, Matthew. He's like, oh, I must make his life living hell. Like PJ he's... Williams, you're great. Can't wait to see Alante Taylor play. I forgot Bradley Roby was here. Yeah, this is a very deep. Group. Dylan Marcus Fields is here. Smoke Monday's here. Oh, that's an. Dylan David is Smoke, Smoke Monday is like the the. He's not even he, he's David. not even like. Maybe he's the Saints jersey I get. Smoke money. <laughs> he might not even make the battle. No, don't say that. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, the secondary is so deep. Like, the secondary. With that cool of a name. That's true. That's, that's, that's like a, that's a wall right there. No, but this secondary is actually really deep. Like. It is, it is really deep. What do you think of the, what do you think of the Saints and their prospects defensively? Um. You know, if they can stay healthy and you can see growth from Davenport, Turner, Werner, Vaughn. Much more optimistic about this group. But also, Dennis Allen is a really great defensive coach, and I think he can get the best out of these players. Yes. So I'm I'm more inclined to believe that they will develop. And then on the offensive side, 
again, there's not a lot of uh, yeah, Sean Payne's gone, but his right hand man, Pete Carmichael, is right here. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's like the things with the Saints, they keep everything in house. It's not right. And the receiving core is upgraded. The offensive line is still solid, other than the left tackle position. And Jameis comes back, and if he can play like he did last year, I'm I'm optimistic about the Saints team. And if you would give me the over under, I can tell you how many wins they're gonna have. Their over under right now sits at eight and a half. What the fuck? Okay, I'm going over. I'm going way over, actually, because if you that is. That's kind of insulting. If you look at the start of their season, I can see, I can picture a scenario where they go five and zero, four and one. Look at the Falcons, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Seahawks. Now they've had the Bucks number. They've like that's that's not even a, a... like that's not that's a fact. <laughs> like they've swept them the past two times. Brady has Tom Brady been. has never beaten the. Saints while in the while so in I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say Falcons is a win, Bucks is a win, Panthers is a win, Seahawks has four, Cardinals five, Steelers six. I think they can beat the Bucks again, <laughs> the Falcons again. I'm saying nine and ten wins. Yeah. I think this is a playoff team. Maybe I'm just being too high on the Saints, but I think it's a I have to take the over. I, I really if I'm gonna go nine and ten. Like because the Saints team, first off, it looked they're a, a close knit group. A, B. There's not a lot of turnover in the roster. Like truth be told, this is very much outside. Of, there's you're adding people and then bringing back people that were injured. The only hole, like gaping hole, is, 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 like, is like exactly that. is Toronto Armstead. And if Trevor Penning could be solid. Or if you want to have, I think Justin Hurst or whatever, his Jordan Hurst or whatever his name is. Oh, James Hurst in it, and then have Trevor Payne develop. But again, Eric McCoy has developed. Brian Ramchick has been elite for them, so they've shown that they can develop offensive linemen. So that's a, yeah. I I actually don't think it's you, eight and a half is very insulting. It is kind of low. Especially but, considering they won nine games last year. I'm assuming it's because Sean Payton left and because they don't like Jameis. Nobody likes Jameis. Uh, I think, I forget who it was, but they ranked him as like the 26th or 27th best QB. Jameis is like... Um, I would say he's like in the 16 to 19 range. In range, yeah. I when like, He's not a... He's like in the middle of the pack there with like your Jimmy's and your Bakers. I think you could get him by the end of the next season. He's going to be up there too. Right. Yeah, that's that's insulting. What a time to be a Tampa Bay sports fan. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's a lie because they lost. Not anymore. Not anymore. Thank goodness. I forgot. It was. It was. uh... A couple of years ago, there was a point where it was just they everything. The, the Lightning won, and the Bucks won, and Toronto. The Raptors are playing in Tampa Bay, and then the Rays were in the World Series. Yeah, so they were there was they was killing it. Tampa Tampa Bay was thriving. Um, this Tampa Bay offseason has been very weird. I'd say, um, they go into the se- they last season, they. Tom Brady has like literally the arguably the best season of his career. 
So he's so great. Like you could say maybe that that um the 2012 season, but no, this was arguably the best season in his career. Had a very quiet 5,300 yards. Season at age 40. Huh? He had 5,000 yards. He had 5,300 yards. Bruh. Why he win MVP? 43 touchdowns. It's only 12 interceptions. Efficient, too. On um 67.5% completion percentage. 13 wins. He was averaging like 312 yards per game. He's so great. This team had like... People hate him. A top... A top... um a top two offense and a top 10 defense. You can hate New England Tom Brady all you want, but Tampa Tom, he's fun. Tom he's cool. Great. I like Tampa Tom. Tampa Tom is very fun too. He's a, he's a different guy to me. I don't associate him with the the pain he put me through in New England. Literally, um, before their bye week at week nine, they, they went, they scored 400 or more yards. They had 400 more yards in five games. Like, do you know how crazy that is? Yeah, it's such a, such a potent offense. It's such a potent offense. And this team was doing with a bunch of different moving parts. You had Chris Godwin, who, you know, as usual, gets his late season injury, um, but still had a thousand yards. Mike Evans got his thousand yard season somehow, very close to not getting it. Such, um, a, such a consistent guy. Gronkowski had 800 yards. Antonio Brown, even in his crazy. How the hell did he get 545 yards in that little? Because he's talented, bro. <laughs> he can just get out of his own way. He's so talented. He's not gonna play in the NFL again, but still. I don't know. He was like talking up to the Saints on Twitter today. Like the Saints posted a video of them at camp listening to music, and Antonio Brown retweeted it. Was like, yeah, that's the shit right there. And I was like, oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no. The say the Bucks. Went into last season thinking, oh my gosh, we have so many parts. How are we going to bring everyone back? And then proceeded to bring every single person back. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you win a Super Bowl. People they ended up losing to the Rams in the NFC Championship game, but almost came back. The divisional, divisional round, but almost came back. Yes, they did. Logan, what did you oh, make of the what, what did you make of the Bucks last season? You know, um, they brought everyone back. They didn't really miss a beat. Second, number two, two seed. Uh, they lost the Rams, but they were this close to beating the Rams. Um, they, they, I didn't think, I thought there was a chance that they were going to come back until the game was over, as it always, that's how it, it always is with Brady. Um, but you know, they come back. Tom retires, and then unretires. What a, what a hoe. Bruce Arians retired. Yes. I feel like that's not really talked about a lot. Replaced by Todd Bowles, who gets a second chance, rightfully so. His defenses are great. Byron Leftwich. He stays. He spurns the Jaguars. He said, I'm, done. I'm not going to that shit franchise. I'm staying here. And these two know what they're doing. And this roster had, had some turnover. But Brady's still here. This offense is still good. This this defense is still talented. So, you know, I see nothing but good things for the Buccaneers next year. And let's start with their draft. Their draft is interesting. Picking Logan Hall out of Houston. Um, Luke Godkey, who was I, – I really like Luke Godkey. Um, I think he's going to start a guard. They had Rashad White. Huh? Yeah. 
Huh? He's definitely going to start now. Um, yeah, Kate Otten out of to Washington. <laughs> we loved Kate Otten. Huh? Yeah, Kate Otten. <laughs> anyway, and the draft really wasn't much of much importance considering how good this team was. Um, right, they also drafted Zion McCollum. Zion McCollum, yep. He's so athletic. He's he is literally the most athletic corner to ever come out of college, according to RAS scores. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, the rich get richer. Uh, you want to talk about getting richer? Let's talk about their off season. Yeah, you're right. They lost a lot in terms of coaching. Bruce Arians is going to be in a front office role, so it's not like his influence is going to be to- totally gone. Yeah. Um, they lose OJ Howard. Okay, they lose Ronald Jones. That's we'll see. Yeah. Alex Kappen, Jordan Whitehead. Um, to free. Alex is a big loss, I think. Uh, Alex is a huge loss. However, again, Gotke was really good last season in college. Like he was really good. I think he can slot in that left guard spot and and be good day yeah. one. They um they added, and you want to talk about another guard um guard acquisition they made the in probably again Bill Belichick stop making <laughs> trades. Um, getting Shaq based for a fifth round. <laughs> Absolute upgrade on that. At that right guard spot. Um, this offensive line is great. Um, unfortunately, Ryan Jensen just got hurt today. Yeah, he did get hurt today. He might be out, and that sucks because he's like a top five center. Yeah, that. I... But you know, that's the Bucks. They'll go sign JC Treader or something. <laughs> It it's like they'll figure it out, but apart from that, Donovan Smith, Luke Gotticky, Shaq Mason, and Tristan Wirfs is a is a great offensive line. They re-signed Chris Godwin, signed Russell Gage, re-signed Carlton Davis, and then because they had to, you know, because they were absolutely strapped at wide receiver, they had no options, no young options, because they were de- totally desperate, you know, and had no weapons for Tom Brady to throw to. They went out and signed Julio Jones. What a receiver in their thirties that is past their prime joining Tom Brady. <laughs> That's never happened before. I've never seen this. People. Granted, people, I I don't want people to think that oh because um T- Julio Jones didn't see the field last year that much he was he had nothing left in the tank. Even in his limited time, he was still extremely productive for the Titans. Right, and at, um, this, point, at this point, you know, it's probably a guarantee that he misses time. But when he is on the field. He's extremely talented. But they don't need the thing is they're gonna do just like what they need with did with Antonio Brown in their Super Bowl run. You don't need, you don't yeah. need him to be he's gonna be huge come playoff time. And they also have Russell Gage, who is hella fast. Yeah, he has like four three forty, who can also function as your third wide receiver too. So like you're not relying on Julio Jones to be your third option here. Um, Leonard Fournette has been solid. Rashad White is a good cat, pass catching back, so that's another receiving option. Cameron Brate, he's going to be your starter now with Gronk retiring and OJ Howard gone. Kate Otten's like a mini Cam Brate. I've yeah. seen him too. So he's a good tight end prospect. Kyle Rudolph is <clears throat> overrated and doesn't like with the needle, but oh well, you know, another body, I guess. And now let's look at this defense. They added Akeem Hicks. In the offseason, which I this is the first time I'm seeing that, so I, I better you know that this is very wild. Uh, Vitave is still there, he and William Goldston, you're not add, adding too much. I was wondering who the hell, where the hell Joe Tryon was. Now I realize he goes by Joe Tryon Shohinka, 
So he's you can go. Edge rusher. Yeah. Yep. Devin White and Levante David and Shaq Barrett are all still there. Yeah. They have KJ Britt, Grant Stewart, Cam Gill on the um, and they have Ol Kunli Fodakasi here too as well. Florenzo Fodakasi's brother. No, yeah, I believe so. Have to be that. Has to be. Um, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Jason leaves Joe Tryon steps in. I think he'll be breakout candidate. Shaq Barrett's great. Levante David's great. Devin White's great. Um. Logan Hall and Akeem Hicks are basically there to replace the Dominican Sue's reps who they didn't bring back. But um, I think those four, like Vea, Hicks, Golson, and Hall, are good. Um, but then the secondary. Whew, secondary is great. Jamal like Dean. Secondary. Jamal Dean and Sean Murphy button bunting here on the left corner spot. I love Jamal Dean a lot. Carlton Davis and Jamal Dean, I, I feel, is a very underrated cornerback duo. They're actually really good. They added Keanu Neal to the offseason. <laughs> Got Antoine Winfield. Um, they have they added Logan Ryan as well and Mike Edwards, who was really good last season as well. And then Zion McCollum, who future thinking here. They're eventually going to have to re-sign Jamal Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Antoine Winfield. They're not going to be able to re-sign all these guys. No. Zama Khan can be a good corner for now, and then he can become a starter in a year or two, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. So I really like Davis and Dean as the outside duo. I think they're really underrated. Uh, Murphy Bunting in the slot. Zama Khan off the bench. Anton Winfield's great. They got so much safety depth. God, this team is so good. So exciting for them. Logan, what do you see? They're over under. I'm going to. Guess over under is probably gonna be ten and a half or something. It's eleven and a half. Are you counting up their wins and their schedule right now? Yeah, I'm gonna go ten to eleven. I agree with that only because the regular season they have a gauntlet of a schedule. So they they open the season with. The the Cowboys, the Saints, the Packers, and the the Chiefs, and I think they're gonna go two and two in that stretch. Um, lose the first two at away, and then win the next two on the road. But then you know, got they got the Falcons, the Steelers, the Panthers, all games I think they can win. The Ravens and the Rams, but both at home. That's really favorable for them. The Seahawks, they can win. They can beat that game. Browns, I think they can win that game. Saints, Saints are their kryptonite. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. Oh, they got the Bengals too? Bro, they, but they're at home too. So they got all the, they got the Packers, the Chiefs, the Rams, the Ravens, and the Bengals at home, which yeah. is quite nice. And then they end the season with the Cardinals, Panthers, and Falcons. I think they can win all those games. I'm going to go 10 to 11. I don't care. I really don't care what they're, I'm going to go 10 to 11 as well. I don't I care what their regular season is. Oh, oh. Top seed, something like that. This is this is my Super Bowl pick. I don't care where they're at. Oh, yes, that's right. We both agree on that. This I I do not care how many where they're seated. This is my Super Bowl pick. Yes. Because if a lot of their card games are against AFC opponents, so like, that's true. They put one, two. Three. Oh well, three three hard games. Yeah, and those three are like at home. 
one, two, three. Bro, they play like every NFC team that I'm considering to make the playoffs. <laughs> like the Cowboys, the Saints, the Packers, the Rams, the 49ers. And they play all of them. And they play the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Bengals. So what a schedule, but I think they can get through it. I think so they can too. So this is my Super Bowl pick. I'm not worried about about these this team at all. Don't worry about it, man. Forty five year old Brady, another. He's so definitely, definitely another Super Bowl for him. His so. Buccaneers career could wind up being like its own mini Hall of Fame career. He's yeah, just, he's just that good. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. So much recording, so little time. Logan, please, please. Yeah, I gotta drink some water. What the fuck? Um, make sure to subscribe, like, comment, tell us what you think about all of our predictions. Do you think the Bucks are making the Super Bowl? Do you think Brady sucks? Do you do you um do you think Baker no Baker Mayfield is a viable option at quarterback? Just let us know. We love the discourse. Um, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter and. TikTok at Stick to Sports. Follow us personally on Twitter at Logan Borky and at No underscore Deej. And check out all content on Stick to Sports Network.com. This has been the Stick to Sports Podcast, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It was Noah. It was Logan. I hate the Jameis Winston slander. Stop it. It's getting corny. Stop it. Stop. Get help. This is Stick to Sports Podcast with Noah and Logan. <laughs>